This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness, and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's really a delight to be with you as we start another week of broadcast. And we hope you can listen to us every day and be encouraged by the Word of God. Junie, you know, about a year ago... We had some trees planted in our backyard. And you know, I look back and say, what do we know? At least I speak for myself. What do we know about planting trees coming from Brooklyn, New York? Would you agree with that? I would, Shelley. But I think it's important for our listeners to know that some of the trees that were planted in our backyard were planted because storms um, caused certain trees to mm. be uprooted. And I think it's an important um, uh, understanding for what we're going to be talking about this week because um, it's symbolic of our life and relationship with the Lord. Are we rooted in him and in his word? That is, that is so right on, Junie. And that's what we're going to be talking about this week, the planting of the Lord, because if the Lord plants us, not just spiritually, but naturally, we're going to flourish. And it's amazing, June, that throughout Scripture, we see many analogies and references to man being compared to trees. And who could imagine that connection other than God himself? And what is amazing, Shelley, is that in Genesis, there were two trees in the garden with Adam and Eve. One, the Lord encouraged Adam uh, to eat freely from the other. He told him not to eat, for in that day he shall surely die. So whose tree was he warning Adam about? And it's interesting because the Lord made us in his image after his likeness, and we're going to be looking at scriptures talking about the likeness that he compares to trees. And so I think, uh, isn't it important, Shelley, that we remember those trees? Amen, amen, amen. And, of course, the Word says that we are to live in such a way that we will be called trees of righteousness, a planting of the Lord. So as we begin this study, turn with us, if you have your Bibles, to Psalm 1. The very first three verses really uh, speaks of this dramatic relationship between a godly man, and trees. We're reading from the New American Standard. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, 
nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight, who are we talking about now? The blessed man. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. And he will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. Juni, what an encouraging portion of scriptures if we're seeking to follow the Lord. And I want to say this, that follow the in law, the new amendment, follow the law, which is instruction from God, and of course, following the Lord. But it's interesting, in the New American that I just read from, it says, and he will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water. I don't believe that same translation is word for word from the King James, but it's interesting that they added the word firmly, and that in Hebrew, the word for tree comes from a word that means firmness. So right away, the first impression we should get, if we're like a tree, if we're compared to a tree, we should be firm in the Lord. A planting of the Lord. And to be a planting of the Lord, even knowing Jesus as our Savior and Messiah, we need to go to verse 2 and really see uh, why this man is blessed. Because he does not walk in, verse 1, in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but... His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. And the Hebrew word for law is Torah, which means instruction. So we find in God's word instruction of how we should live. And when we follow that instruction, when we ask the Lord to change our heart and our will to agree with him, that his life might be formed in us so we can stand firm, even uh, rooted when the storms come and the winds come. We're not going to be uprooted like the trees in our backyard. Why? Because we meditate on his instructions, on his Torah, on his laws day and night. No, that's so rich, Junie. And again, just as like a tree, which is planted by streams of water, will yield its fruit in its season. God says, you shall know them by their fruits. So there's a real corollary between a man who does not fulfill verse 1, but fulfills verse 2, that we will be fruitful. Our leaves, our, what can, how we can compare leaf, our foliage, our life itself will not wither. And in whatever he does, he prospers. What an encouragement that is. It is, Shelley, but I don't understand what you said, that he doesn't fulfill verse 1, in other words, but he, he fulfills verse 2. Well, in other words... What is verse... I don't understand. What it said, well, verse 1, how blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. So a blessed man does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. He does not stand on the path of sinners, nor sit, or the blessed man does not sit in the midst of scoffers. Okay, so the fulfillment of... Of verse 1 is that he does not go with sinners, exactly. scoffers, and um, he does not, what, take counsel from the wicked. That's it, really important. Really? But but then uh, there's a great word in the Bible used often, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and so forth. So we need to see there's a clear line of demarcation 
of how we're living is a picture of what kind of tree we are. And if we're planted firmly by streams of water, and I, the first thing I think of looking at that, water in the Old Testament is so often a picture of the Holy Spirit, which yields its fruit in its season, its leaves do not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. What an encouragement. It really is, Shelley, because if you think of a tree planted by water, if it doesn't rain and there's drought, the roots get water from the river. Really? In other words, it's a picture spiritually that even when we're going through times of trouble, even when we're in the midst of a battle, even when we received a report from the doctor that we don't have long to live in the earth, or our money runs out, or uh, our best friend betrays us, or we get a divorce, things that would absolutely devastate us in our natural being if really we are rooted in God and in his word and the Holy Spirit um, teaches us and we listen and obey, then we'll yield fruit no matter what the circumstances of our life are at that time. Really. And Junie, you know, so often when we compare it to man being rooted We don't see outwardly where his roots go, but that's a condition of the heart. So I like that translation in the New American Standard. And he, a blessed man, will be like a tree, firmly planted. In other words, our roots go down deep. We might not even see the water, but it's hidden. And that's our our supernatural supply, no matter what, like you said, the outward circumstances are. And you know, Shirley, I had a picture of a tree living on the East Coast most of our life, that in the winter, all the leaves are off the trees. You know, everything looks bare on the outside. And yet the trees in Brooklyn, when you think of it, I mean, it looks like out of brick, you know, out of stone, out of cement come these trees, which is really incredible when you think of it. But who would ever think that a season was coming when new um, life would show really, in budding and in leaves coming on these bare branches. And that would be, Shelley, such an encouragement to think of ourselves that in the seasons that we look barren to the world, if we're really rooted in the Lord, we're going to be nourished and at peace and receive um, instruction and obey the voice of the Lord, which will guide us in times of trouble. You know, Junie, when you started talking about living in Brooklyn, I grew up on East 91st Street in Brooklyn, New York, and it was basically concrete. And there was a crack between two slabs of concrete. And lo and behold, Junie, when when you had a picture, now I have a picture, suddenly these pieces, these slabs of concrete, was beginning to rise up, and I had no idea. I was maybe seven, eight, nine years old riding my bicycle, and I saw that these peak slabs of concrete were rising up. And you know what? Ten or 15 years later, there was a tree. In other words, the roots of that tree weren't seen, but the power, when, our, when the roots were so deep, went through the... It, it caused the concrete to move. Naturally speaking, it would be impossible. But what a picture that we have if our roots are planted so down deep in the Lord, whatever concrete blockages are in our way, the, the power of God will work through us to push away the obstacles in our life. And also for our hearts, Shelley. Oh, yes. That no matter how hard, 
hard our heart is in an area, if we cry out to the Lord, He can actually change our heart and cause forgiveness or um, new life to come in areas of hardness. And what does the Word of God say? When we're born again, He'll take away our heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh. But isn't it uh, sad, Shelley, that... We know a lot of Christians, or even you and I in our walk with the Lord, sometimes our heart has grown either hard or weary. And we can cry out to the Lord, and he has always shown himself faithful to come and to cleanse our hearts when we ask for forgiveness. It's really true. And to soften our hearts and to cause his life to be broken through the hardness that we really would have a heart of flesh and a longer of stone. Well, let's repeat these words. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. And he will be like a tree, firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord. Lord. Thank you for the analogies that you give through your word between a righteous man and a tree. May we be men and women, Junie and I and all our listeners, be trees of righteousness, be a true planting of the Lord that will change the face of the places where we live. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.